In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Okay. Oh, that was meant to fade out better than it did. Hey, Tarplay Streamers. <laughs> It's like a dream that was abruptly uh, disrupted. Yeah, it abruptly it ended. That happened to me actually. I had a dream. So you know they always say that when you if you dream, well, they used to say it like when we were in school. I'll, I'll, presumably it's not true, but they would say like if you die in a dream, you die in real life, all this kind of thing. And um, well, I disproved that this week by dying in a dream and then waking up very suddenly. So I've died in dreams and just carried on dreaming and uh, experienced other people's suffering. Oh no, I just experienced like um, myself being essentially uh, like head chopped off and like passing oh. out and then you know dying and as I was losing sensation and as I'm thinking okay this is the moment where it's done then I woke up you know so that last kind of second ah so like the uh, French aristocrats which one the ones that had their heads chopped off oh all of them yeah okay yeah. <laughs> so it's just, all just of those like, ones give it to me um Oh, I, I had a dream where I, I you know, died and, and I got to experience everybody uh, going to my funeral. And um, I was quite disappointed by the numbers, actually. I've got to up those numbers. Oh, I don't want a funeral. I said, throw, throw my body in a skip or something. Who cares? You know, do the Mussolini. Hang it upside down from petrol station. Your at least funeral is not for your benefit. Not an ego trip or anything like that. Anyway, are, are we doing an intro? Are you introducing we, who you actually we, are? Ah. Uh, we, Your audience well, is lost. This is a disaster because we just chatted a lot there and I'm, I'm in like chatting mode. Um, we watched The Sandman. Who are you? you, you I'm uh, I'm Dean. I'm joined by Dark Place Robert. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you getting on? It's The Sandman, episode 5. 24-7 <laughs> is the title of the episode. I don't actually know why it was called that. Okay, so just before we go into this, um, this was actually quite... I feel like it was well done the first time I watched around, and then the second time watching with yourself, I realised, oh, there's a sudden tonal shift that was very jaunty and forced, but it fit the comic books. Um, So let me put it... The comic books uh, are... You refer to him as Good Guy John. He's yes. actually a character in the comic book called Dr. Dream. He fights the Justice League, and essentially he fights in the same way Freddy Krueger fights a load of children. Okay. Uh, which is interesting because he's, you know, fighting superheroes who have no way of defending themselves in dreams, like the Flash, Superman, all of these characters are actually yeah. vulnerable against them. And it's Batman who's, you know, uh, downing cups of coffee and taking a load of marching pills and things to stay awake, um, okay. trying to find what's going on. Um, so in this, it is just a human being. He has this little amulet, uh, 
from the last episode, we saw that uh, the amulet has been altered. And it uh, mm -hmm. only obeys John now. So it belongs to John, not the dream. Okay. Well, do we know that? Do we know the dream can't use it? Oh, yeah, because it, like, knocked him out or something, didn't it? Which is weird. How can the dream sleep? We don't know. But that's how the episode opens. The dream is asleep and the raven tells him to wake up. And then we cut away and we don't see him in for, like, another 40 minutes. Yeah, he appears at the end, but for most of the episode, he's not in it. Disco Glasses is also not in it. So, what did you make of it? I still think episode three is my favorite, um, with Kickass Chick. But I did, I did like this episode. Um, I, I thought it was I, the first half. I was kind of thinking, oh, this is nice. It's a slow pace. It's a linear story. But I don't know if there's that much to talk about. And then in the second half, I was like, ah, we can talk about all the things. <laughs> Oh, there is so much to talk about. There's, it's very slow-paced and it's well done. Um, the only thing that they they hit all the what would you call them, the milestones within the comic book. They hit all the frame by frame. Um, it gets a little bit out there towards the end, but I think whenever you started watching this, you were saying, "No, this is too idyllic." Um, this is like the setup to every horror movie you've ever watched. Yeah, so you can nearly predict something is going to go wrong, I suppose. Um, so basically, let's, let's say what the setting is. Uh, into the diner, in his pyjamas, with his amulet and his, his disco glasses coat, walks good guy John. And there's a happy little waitress with a little name badge with a smiley pig face or something on it. And they're, they're I said to you, if I saw this conversation in the booth next to me, I would ring for like a, a you know for assistance like emergency help this someone's not right mentally this apparently this is just what they do in America in their customer service um but this was shocking to me um but it's very idyllic you know it's this nice soft lighting in, in the diner like in one of those old style diners and she's wearing the little blue and white kind of thing and there's a cookout back and she's serving and everyone's very happy and she's like the way they speak is so unrealistic for me it's just, it's crazy. Did did you not feel that? It was weird. It um, would not speak like that to you if you went for a coffee in Belfast. <laughs> no, I took it as a cultural moment um, where it was a small town, didn't quite understand everything that was going mm. on. Everybody seemed to know each other already. And then I put it down to American quirkiness, I guess. Yeah, it's just a little bit of like, well, how's it going? And he looks at her name badge and says her name. Never, ever do that. And then... Wait, wait, what? It is the worst thing. I used to get so offended when someone would read my name badge and call me by my name. I was like, how dare you? How dare you, you call me by my name? You are not my friend. You literate <laughs> pig. Um, but... Yeah, then You're, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Can we can we revisit this? Your entire shtick is more people should be reading more books and they should be reading more. But as soon as they read something about you, it's like get out of here. No, it's like you should know that I'm wearing this name badge because I'm a corporate slave and I'm here not through my own choice, and they make me wear <laughs> this tat. Don't don't buy into it. All right, nine zero two one four. But I anyway, can, can, sorry, can somebody correct me? You Am mean nine zero two one zero? Am I remembering? I know to it... No, am I remembering from Les Miserables, or is that um, from that trash TV show? 
<laughs> I don't know. What was the prisoner's number in, in Lemis? Oh, I have I, not read it or seen it. Oh, no. Anyway, let's move but on. There's content to talk about. So basically, yeah, she asked, like, how's your day? And he's like, oh, well, actually, you know, I'm feeling better than I have in a long time. It's like, oh, I got to get me some of that. At this point, I was like, hit her in the face. Like, this is not how a waitress talks to you. What is going on? You know, but um, the, both of them, you know, were horrendous in this. Um, but anyway, this is not important. I thought it was charming. Yeah, I know. That's that's why. So then, <laughs> then we have other characters. So there's a guy out back that doesn't really want to talk to the waitress very much for some reason. Um, then there's this one girl who's had a fight with her partner. Um, it's a lesbian couple. The partner's gone out in the middle of the night and not come back. And she's worried about her. And I've done little air quotes in the camera there. Um, so she's worried about her, this immoral lady who actually caused it. But we'll get to that later. Uh, I mean, she is worried. Well, you, is she? Is she worried? So then... Yes, I think she is. Uh, oh, that closes that chat. That is investigation. <laughs> um. And Why then, is she's worried? There you go. Ah, in walks um, this one chap who has a job interview in the Times. We've all suited up and they chat to him a little bit. And the lesbian girl's very rude to him. Like, he's like, hello, I'm, I don't know what his name was, Ryan or something like that, you know. And she's just like, yeah, I'm gay. It's like, all right, he wasn't hitting on you. He just said hello. Um, do you know, like... I'm 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 kind of waiting for the day that somebody hits me up with that, where they think I'm hitting on them, and you know they shoot back with "I'm gay," and I can go and immediately with the dad jokes say, "Hi, gay, how's your day going?" You know, it was um, a man that has been a name before, right? Yeah, no, that it it's short Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would so, be. So it is a name, um, but I think the point was that Beth is constantly trying to set. Um, God, what's her name? What's the other one's name? I mean, the names aren't important, but Beth's, I, Beth's the important one. And good guy, John. I just don't want to refer, like, what's her main characteristic? Damn it, she's a lesbian. I don't want to just the lesbian one for the well, entire episode. She is, though. So I then... Know, I can't even remember her hair color or anything else. Oh, she had um, very tight, cropped um, brown hair. Brown hair. The brown-haired one. There we go. Like Beth's also hair. brown-haired. Anyway, this is not important. No, this is, this is... In walk another couple, and they are business chaps, actually for the company that the other chap is interviewing for, and they're on their five-year anniversary. And it turns out that they were customers in the place, and Beth set them up. And I thought first, oh, that's very nice. You know, maybe she thought they had something in common. She set them up. And then Beth does this thing, which is like, oh, I just got a feeling about people. I mean, I don't like this girl. And she's got a feeling about the guy. He's going to get the job. And then what if he doesn't? Are you now liable for that? Because you promised him he would. And then she kind of, I got a feeling. So I set them up and now they're together and they come in every time for their anniversary. And then she's got a feeling about someone else. And she introduces the guy to them later. And she's like, I'm going to help you get your job. But it's like, stop it. Stop trying to help people. Stop trying to set them up. So trying to get them jobs. Focus on yourself. You're disguising your misery by pretending everyone else is happy. I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with everything you've just said there. She's deflecting a lot of her issues. And here's the really awful part of it. Uh, as the episode progresses, um, she has a conversation with not good guy John. Uh, she has a conversation with this 
uh, John. Neutral John. Neutral John, yes. And um, I still fundamentally believe he is not a good guy. <laughs> um, but she has a conversation with John where she calls him handsome. And John says, you don't think I'm actually handsome. Of course I don't. Yeah, I like that she doesn't say, well, you know, she's, of course not. But of course not. Now she's being influenced by the really We realize that she's being influenced by the amulet. Can I just say that throughout this episode, the amulet glows quite a lot and no one ever notices the brightly glowing red amulet. Do you know when in a dream things are bizarre and you just accept them? And at some point mm. you might uh, realize... Oh, hold on. I don't have a, a horse in my house. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, why? Wait, 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 what? Yeah, weird things happen. Like, how come my childhood friend, who I've not seen in 20 years, is like at work with me and also my mum? Like, why are these people all together? You know? Wait, wait. I don't normally have cotton candy for breakfast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I, I put it down to that kind of dreamlike state. It is bizarre. And you pointed out uh, the influence the amulet has over what, like, what are the actual. Um, abilities of the amulet and what is it actually doing and I'm sitting back thinking like I don't know what this has to do with dreaming anymore and neither the dream tries to tie it in later and the link's a bit tenuous but essentially what it seems to do is take away the lies so good guy John has a noble cause he wants to make the world a better place and without lying Without lying, um, he wants to strip like away the illusion. Wow. So he takes away the lies. So now what happens? Um, the girl, well, you just you said the first bit, the girl says, no, she doesn't find him handsome. And we get more brutal truths like that. So we end up, um, for example, and these can kind of be done in any order. She goes back and chats to the chef who wasn't really you know chatty with her and says, you want to come around to mine tonight? And she wants to get with him, but... He's like, yeah, I don't think you really do want to get with me, to be honest. You're just kind of telling yourself you do or whatever. But it's fine, because I'm not really into you either. I actually like to have sex with your son. And now it does turn the son is in his low 20s, so that was fine. I was worried for a small moment, um, because she says he's a child. I was like, oh, but no, he's in his 20s. She's um, molly coddling a bit. Um, and you think yeah. it's bad that he used the mum to get to the son. I think that he was invited for dinner and he likes the company of one of the people. I mean, I don't know. But essentially, that's the kind of truths that no, start to come out. No, no. I can't believe this is even in question anymore. She was being used. It's it's hideous. It's insidious. I don't know. A lot of people meet people through friends. So No, 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 no. Sorry, go back on this. If suddenly there was somebody <laughs> showing a lot of interest in, in you... And kept asking a lot of questions about me. Would you not feel used? I can see. I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. I give you a half point. So half points. Then it turns out that he's you know sleeping with the sun and whatever else. So that's fine. So then was not fine apparently. So then we find out some other kinds of truths. So for example, the couple with their five year anniversary actually are not happy because she's very controlling and she's making him have a diet. And then you said, well, maybe he wants the diet and she's being his willpower and we don't really know, but it turns out they don't really seem to like each other very much. He feels a bit emasculated with a strong woman. She feels that like he never really really that good for her. Um, They both have a, a sexual problem in the relationship, which is that she says, 
he won't really have sex with her, but he has sex with a lot of other women, so he's cheating, and there's all this kind of stuff. So they have problems, and now this all kind of comes out as well. And poor, you know, poor Bet's worried because this was her her dream couple that she match made. And oh, dream couple. That's exactly the point there. And um some weird things start to happen where she brings over the kid to says he's interviewing for you and the woman says sit him down next to me and she starts flirting with him and touching his hands and that kind of stuff starts to happen we eventually well i'm gonna come back to what they do because we should a little bit more happens with the girl who's the lesbian girl as we said who's lost her partner mm-hmm. she the brown haired the brown haired girl who's lost her partner is talking about that and you know we reveal some details the partner ran away in the middle of the night she's very worried but then it turns out they had a fight and it was her fault we found out a little bit later on that she actually hit her and um, so she was actually you know abusing her essentially and that's what caused the her to flee so that completely flips that for me um oh really i mean well no i mean yes. i'm interested i want to delve into that a little bit more if as a one-off Okay, if it's a once-off, you wouldn't say, like, this is a case of, you know, ongoing abuse, but it was still a case of violence and the person left, oh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and she might come back, you know, it was the night before, she might come back a day or two later and say, okay, do we want to talk about what the hell happened there? But at, at this point, you've hit someone and they've run off. It's like, yeah, that's that's what they would do. Yeah. You know? No, I actually uh, agree with you there. Sorry, I thought it was And John asks her, are you really worried about her? And she says... No, I hope she's been hit by a car or something because that would explain why she's not getting back to me. That's what she really thinks when the truth yeah. is revealed. Like you don't want to be ignored. Hmm. Uh, and actually, the other person saved me. That's a hideous point to reach. Um, I think people have these thoughts, but they don't actually bloody mean it. Yeah, that's also true sometimes, you know. But it made it worse for me that she caused it as well, you know. Um, so now what's happening, the girl's still flirting with the young guy, and they end up just going at it, right there in the bench, in the middle of the diner, just having sex. Yeah, but they're not the only ones. No, because we think, well, hold on, wouldn't her husband be very upset? I'll wait he's in there with the cook, and they're getting it on as well. And yeah. then Bet says to her brown-haired friend, you know, you're, she was never good enough for you anyway. And she's like, oh, but you would be. And then they kiss. So yeah. then we find out in the news that, you know, pandas are mating, people are getting pregnant. You know, this, this thing is happening essentially all over the world, removing the veil of dreams, the veil of ignorance and the lies Revealing the truth just causes sex. Essentially, um, it kind of makes sense that everything we do is actually driven for propagation of the human race. I wondered if it was a bit cheap to go straight to sex, but then they change it in a minute, so I think it's fine. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's happening. Now, there's a very crucial point. There's two crucial points I want to make. Number one is some very good camera work. So the, the aesthetic of this episode is good. We've got slow pacing, this creepy diner. As we said before, sorry, and I didn't labor the point enough, this creepy diner is the scene of any horror film that you can imagine. You know, it 
gave me the, 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 the creeps. Every time someone wants to leave, they come back inside. They go to leave and they come back inside and even order food again. It's not a deja vu as such, but it is a kind of, you can't leave. There's something kind of make the amulet, I guess, is making them stay and they should tell the truth. So that's an interesting point to make, the camera work and the fact that they can't actually leave. Now, that's interesting. See, it's it's not done very well that everything is happening across the entire world. It's actually... It's not everywhere. well shown, yeah. No. In the comic books, it's maybe five panels. Everything happens over maybe two pages, if I remember right. correctly. Like, it's been a few years since I read it. So this entire scene, it takes place over maybe two or three pages. And it happens very, very quickly. And you have time afterwards to, you know, like, oh... Yeah, the entire world was affected, and you you just didn't have time to show that in those three panels mm. that you were showing me. Um, here we have plenty of time; like we've got nearly an hour. Yeah, the episode is just a few minutes short of an hour. They they could have maybe done something with it. it, it it's weird that they didn't actually show more. Like they chose to focus. Yeah, I didn't mind, but now that you mention it, yeah, they could have. It, it, it's a weird one. Um, no. There is a weird shift, and it's only up after watching it the second time, and it's only after actually watching it with somebody else and realizing how bizarre this total shift is. It gets weird. Um. Yeah. So I was expecting this in the comic books. Yes, it, it, this is pretty much, you know, it's exactly how it goes. But in the comic books, as I said, it takes a few panels and there are massive jumps mm. so this shift suddenly it, it's like going from you know you're going from 10 miles 20 miles 30 miles 40 miles grand and then you jump into 200 miles an hour so what happens then Lee? sex becomes violence and um, that's the real truth and now around the world there's violence and within the within the diner good guy john goes to eat some ice cream and just watch things unfold and now the guy says, well, hold on, this guy's, you know, banging my wife. I mean, he, yeah, he was also with someone, but he conveniently forgets that. So he comes out and starts beating the guy up and the guy, you know, defends himself. He's on the ground. I think it's hard to pick something up and, and stabs him with it and kills him. And now the wife's shining at him and everyone's getting angry. And they all think what, you know, he's, I, I'm not the kind of person to do this. And they're all arguing. And then suddenly Bet realizes, I know who did it. Look who's sitting over there eating the ice cream with his amulet and told me he wanted to make a better world without any lies in them. It's good guy John. And he's da, like, oh, da, yeah, da. cool. <laughs> and they've just been like conveniently ignoring him this whole time. He created a world where everyone around him was free to have sex, but still none of them had sex with him. I thought that was sad. But um, well, maybe he didn't want to. Well, have. maybe. Oh, you know, everybody's got their own <laughs> And also, what I find funny about this, it's not the first time he's been ignored because even trying to get his order across is... They ignored him when he was trying to get his order in earlier too. That's so right. they're constantly ignoring him. And because they all know each other and they're catching up on the anniversary and stories and whatever else. But um, essentially now, the violence gets weird. 
So John tries explain, to explain this is a better world because I've stripped away the lies and you're now living your truth. This is what you are. And he's right. Ah, my God. No, Dean. I don't know if it's true that it would go to sex and violence, you know. Um, so Hobbes said that the, the life of man is nasty, solitary, brutish and short in the state of nature and we need some kind of compulsion. He argues for you know the state, the monarchy or whatever, but let's kind of use that and twist it a little bit. We're we're opting for this kind of illusion of dreams or we're opting for, you know, not living that ultimate truth. Um, and John kind of shatters that illusion. So within the illusion, people are nice, but it's not real. Okay. We can totally have this discussion once the dream shows up and saves the day. Okay. So a couple more things happen. The violence goes mental. And the chef is cutting off his fingers, you know. Into the realms of self-harm. Yeah, it starts to get crazy. The Everyone's lying around dead. Like the, the one girl's got her throat cut. It's crazy. Everyone's just hurting themselves. And then Bats laughs and she says, this is not a better world. And he says, well, that's because you're still looking with your eyes. So she picks up two skewers right through the eyes. I flinched. Um, yeah, no, it was fairly graphic. <laughs> now, in, in the comic books, and I had to read this over and over again to understand, like, no, that can't be right. That's so weird. That didn't happen. He talks about how he begins to be worshipped in the cafe and somebody offers up a finger to him, chops off their finger and offers it to him. And he reluctantly accepts Wow. Um, it's it's something that he's like, oh, this is kind of gross, but it's a gift I don't really want, but I've got to be <laughs> complacent. Oh, thank you. It's like when your cat brings a mouse. Yeah, exactly that. This is very graphic, and I think that's, you know, it's definitely taken to an extreme. It's a bit um, much. And the place is a bloodbath now. It's just bodies lying everywhere. <laughs> and somebody's nailed hand uh, decapitated decapitated yeah they're like nailing the hands into the table and everything oh it gets it gets wild yeah no it it really gets violent um it's a little bit much i knew it was going south and when this happened i was like oh yeah this makes sense uh it wasn't until i was watching with dean that i realized oh this is fairly fair south (laughs) more southern than i was expecting i wasn't expecting all of this you know to be honest but look there was no way out of this you know, you're probably thinking, oh, what could possibly happen next? Well, in walks the dream, right? What else could happen? This is, it's wrecked, you know? Mr. Dreamy. So in walks, in walks Mr. Dreamy. And I think, is this the first time they call him the Sandman? Yes. John the says sand- you must be the Sandman. The Sandman is very cultural. Um, like, again, this is all based in America, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he has many different names is morpheus the dream the dream lord blah 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 um so the sandman is just a title that's given to him by americans yeah. naked cage boy by yourself exactly. <laughs> and your listeners all should be referring to him as the naked cage boy but he comes in and with his Dark dracula style oh music plays can, can we really really lay into the fact that the first you know walks into the diner and we get a nice focus on his shoes. We do. We see his shoes. We pan up. Camera looks up at him and we get this I swear it came out of like a 70s Dracula movie kind of music playing and it's very (laughs) cool and he's got his black coat and everything and his black hair and he's doing his little evil thing and he tries to say this is not, you know, this is not good and and he actually admits that John's right 
because John says this is the 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 truth of humans, you know, and he says no, it's not, and he shows a nice scene. He says this is the truth of humans when you give them dreams and it's all a lie. But yes, you're right. When you take that away, then this is their truth. Mm. <laughs> but that's the point. The dream gives them ambition, something to work towards. If you take away the dream and they're able to look at them, if somebody wants to learn the piano and they actually have the realization of like, I'm just crap at the piano, and they can't dream of them being great at the piano, they're never going to be great at the piano. Okay, I don't know if what John was doing was really helpful or not, but he was giving it us... Was- a- People were stabbing, cutting off their hands. He was giving us a state of truth. Well, that tells me more about humanity then. If this is what humans do, then humans are crap. That's not John's fault. It is. He took away a fundamental... It's like taking away a lung and being like, why are they all wheezing? Well, so this is the tie-in where it starts to make sense. The dream says, you know, they were living in a dream, basically, and, and you've taken that away. And John... They were living with dreams, not in a dream. Sorry, yeah, not not literally living in a dream. Um, and John then kind of has this realization where he's like, "Hold on, why don't I kill you and take your amulet and all your power?" This is the moment when you said maybe John is not a good guy. I thought, but I, I wasn't sure. Um, why does John not just die? I also said that. Yeah. What is I, his I purpose? What is his motivation? Like, why does he want... He says, I'll I'll be the dream. Why? What are you doing? Now, I had no idea how to answer that. I know why he wants to strip humanity of lies. His mother spent his entire life lying to him. Yeah. yeah. So he just wants to be like, no more lies. Nobody's allowed to tell lies anymore. Look, oh. look how much it hurt me. Um, why he wants to become the dream lord, I suppose because he saw the opportunity and he was like, well, you know, you're not qualified. Maybe you're looking at somebody and thinking like, I could do a better job than you. You're you're terrible at your, yeah. your job. Well, this is the part where it all goes downhill because we lose the nice aesthetic. All of a sudden, we're in a Star Wars movie or something. They're in this little bridge out in the middle of nowhere and all this debris flying around and it all freezes and they're shooting lasers out of the amulet and it's ridiculous. They're not doing lasers. It looks they're like a laser. It, uh, it's um, this is a disaster. This is some kind of action adventure. It's sci-fi. not a disaster, but I do agree with yourself. In in some there was regards, a total shift. There was, but what were you expecting from a dream? Just girls sleeping in the meadow, ironclad. <laughs> no, this is this is the absolute ironclad that this this series can fall back on is uh, like a dream sequence. Mm. I didn't like it. This is not how my dreams look. They did not look like Star Wars. But anyway, well, you need you need to read a few more you know, <laughs> um, Neil deGrasse Tyson books or something. John thinks that he wins. He defeats the dream, and then mm. I said, "This is where I. This is the moment where I thought John's not a good guy because now he has actually killed someone to take their power. It's not just he's not doing it in self protection. He's not, um, you know, let humans kill each other. He has killed someone." But it didn't work, um, because out comes now. Little tiny John is in this inside the palm of the hand of big massive dream. Uh, I don't like unrealistic imagery, but this was okay. I suppose it's supposed to imply that the dream's power has only grown. Because actually, you didn't kill me; you released the power from the amulet. I don't know how or why, but so uh, he had tied up his power in the amulet. Essentially, become part of the amulet itself. 
So whenever it was destroyed, it was like that. That ability was weak. The 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 hand though, the John in the hand. In the comic books, the dream is this pure white being. His skin is absolutely bleach white. Um, John has a massive monologue in a white background, and he thinks, you know, he's done it. He's killed the dream, but now what? And then it pans out, and it reveals that he's actually in the palm of mm. the green's hand. So I really, really bloody appreciated that imagery. I thought it didn't quite translate as well. Not because, as well. Because, um, John, uh, because the dream's skin is not twice. It's actually, he's a human being. He actually has color to himself. Yeah. He's got like lovely pink skin. Um, so that didn't translate as well as it should have. I and mean, John wasn't as small as he should have been as well. He was a tiny speck in the hand right. of Dream. I think it looked fun, you know, but I get what I, you're saying. In terms of, I, I love this because it was, um, it was straight from the comic books. The imagery was just, it was spot on. No, this is the most important part of the whole episode. So let's get to it. John says, oh, are you going to kill me now? And he says, I could, but that amulet was never meant to be used by humans. And there's the implication that John can't be held morally accountable when he was under the control of the amulet. So he does not kill him. He does and he doesn't. The hero we all need. Good guy, John. He's not a good guy, John. (laughs) He was under the compulsion of the amulet. I think it's a bit cheap. That he and kills the dream, and he gets this one villainous moment where he's in the in the place, and he's just like, "Yeah, burn everything, let your world, you know, go die and die with it." And then suddenly he's just like, "Oh yeah, no, that's all you did was make me more powerful." It's like, "Oh, okay, I'm not sure the mechanics of that. Like, why didn't you die?" But okay, but yeah, look, this is the moment now where I thought maybe John was at least neutral, you know. Um, I'm still I'm still happy with what he did overall. And the dream goes to walk away. The raven says some words, nothing particularly important. Luckily, there was very little raven in this episode. Dream um, plods on up the road. And behind him, there's a girl standing. And she says, I'm keeping an eye on my brother. So that's one of the other. Um... Oh, oh, my God. I love. Ah, you thought it was a girl. Was it not? Oh, no. Oh, I thought I it was a girl. Know. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you watch. Okay. And, um, it's explained in the comics. One thing we what? missed is when, when in one of the sequences in the dream, when John's trying to figure things out, the dream does put him into a dream and he's seeing like uh, his mother and things like this. Um, so that oh, happens. Yeah. And we also missed a scene where the three fates talk. Um, but uh, they were out of place. I honestly was a bit they were random. Just... Yeah. It was it was like a hey remember this happened earlier and you know things like that so the dream it, they were just misplaced it, it just didn't really affect mm. anything but look I think it was a good episode I think that when you're under some kind of compulsion it's very difficult to be held morally accountable for what you do um, if you even accept that people can perform wrong actions at all I think that John was trying to make a better world 
And look, obviously, right, the most obvious thing is these people are all killing each other. It's not a better world. Is it cheap? Is it cheap to say that someone says, well, look, is it cheap to say that humans automatically go to sex and violence? Or do you think that's realistic? Oh, you've read Lord of the Black. You've read Lord of the Black. Yeah, but it was terrible. But um, yeah, maybe maybe that is realistic. I don't know. Um, If it is, then all John did was unveil the truth. He's, he brought us back to the state of nature and that's what humans are. So he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, the greatest societies always go and they seek out a hedonistic lifestyle. Like you look at the Romans, mm. yes. And oh, unfortunately, it's not sustainable. It's no, not a sustainable. But I do living. wonder if massively reducing our population would do us no harm anyway. So overall, it's very difficult for All me right, to say... Thanos. Very difficult for me to good guy Thanos. It's very difficult for me to say that. No, um, absolutely not. It's called genocide. I did actually. It's one of the very few Marvel films I watched. I did actually yeah. think that Thanos was the good guy, and then I fell asleep. Um, look, let's wrap it up. I think we're more or less done. I liked the episode, and I'm still not sure how I feel about John, but he's gone now anyway. He's in a coma, right? So that's the end yes, of him. He's in a coma. He's not dead, but he's in a coma. Not dead. Well, that's it. We'll see what happens next time. Have a sleepy day. Sweet dreams, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.